This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Uh, okay, left to right, me, Musinex, Blob, Susan, Orlean, Top Chef, it's down to us, we are in France or something, uh, it's the judges, the um, Hugh, Hutchison, yes, just those two this time. Has anyone's name ever sounded more like a sneeze than Hugh Atchison? Well, wasn't there, in that funny movie, there was a character named Achu. Oh, no. The, with the pants, Robin Hood, the pants man. Oh, my gosh, the pants man. I haven't thought about that movie in literally six months. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good to just be thinking about that movie it's again been, after six months? It's been six months since I've thought about that movie at all. Because wow. Halloween. It was your Halloween costume. I went as at you, yeah. And I am getting ready to hear about who is the winner. And the food, yeah. Yes. And I start just out of nowhere, you know how your mind does these interesting tricks on you. Yeah, it does plays a trick. And I start thinking about Cecil the Lion. Yeah. And I am crying so bad. All of a sudden, I start to be crying so much. Yeah. Just thinking about Cecil the Lion. Just convulsing. And all the stuff that he wanted to do. Well, uh, yeah. Well, you probably knew him better than anyone. Yeah. And he would confide some of his sort of dreams and goals. He wanted to chase a thing. And <laughs> he wanted to lie down and take a big sleepy. Yeah. And he wanted to maybe even climb a tree. Uh, he was starting to talk about yes. climbing a tree, yes. Not that he wanted to do it necessarily, mm-hmm. but it was the discussion of climbing a tree. And the had drinks begun he wanted to point. try. Didn't he want to be on Fizzy Boys or something? Yes, he, he was, was hoping. Uh, a green apple soda. He or met Don Finelli at a party. Uh-huh. Uh, and Don Finelli said, like, oh, you got to come on Fizzy Boys. Right. And this was when Fizzy Boys was like really, you know, Poppin'. getting, yes, really yeah. good, so to speak. Yeah, that I, is, know. I know. No, I, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, and so I am crying so much, and Hugh was like, are you crying? You know, like that. He's, yeah, he's got that voice. Uh, and I say no, because I don't know, you know, I don't want to. You don't want to show weakness around Hugh because he is a bit of a lion in his own right. Yeah. Where he will strike. Do you remember who won? The Mucinex Blob, The right? Mucinex Blob I think I did, watched that season. Yeah, the Mucinex Blob did he, when he cooked boogers. <laughs> hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook and Insider's Guide to Kicking Butt and Dropping Names of the Red Carpet Lineback Hallways of this Industry. We call showbiz. showbiz. Of course, we have to talk about the snafu. Really big shoe. And it was only nine days ago that this happened. And we Who's are. Who's this? Who's this? Really big shoe. Shoe business. Really big shoe. Shoe business. Shoe business. It's Phil Knight. 
Uh, yeah, there's we a big must snafu. talk about the snafu. We can't ignore it. It only happened nine days ago, and I think it is time for us to. I finally be, processed. Yes, it. I finally have an understanding of what happened that I feel comfortable talking about it. Yeah, because I zipped my lip when it happened and said we don't have all the facts yet. Yeah, let's not report the fake news. Mm-hmm. Let's wait for the real news, yeah. which is we have idea to fix. This. Do you want to say your version of what happened? That your the, the the theory that you've come to about what it actually was. I finally the, have a theory that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, yes, because you've gathered is, information from a lot of different sources. Uh, the, the various players involved. Oh yeah, I interviewed everybody. I got them on the horn, and I said, "Look," and you wrote a personal oral history of it that is not to be released, but it does go into your theory, which is the following. Yeah, um, so uh, the bus driver from that bus of tourists that came in and walked through, if you remember, um, two of the people were black, which Jimmy Kimmel seemed to it was find interesting. interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they maybe he thought they would have a connection to some of the nominees who had yeah. names that he was unfamiliar with. Some of these names were crazy to him. Yeah. Let's all say Mahershala, you know. So anyway, uh, the bus driver of that bus uh, really was mad at and didn't like uh, Warren Beatty Mm -hmm. because Warren Beatty beat him up. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's not his birth name, Beatty. He got that name in the schoolyard for beating people up. Yeah. And he did a big beady on that bus driver when he was a kid, just trying to make it in the uh, in the biz. And that guy was going to be a big actor, but Warren Beatty beat him up so bad that yeah. his face now was not good enough to be in the movies, and only he could be mm-hmm. driving a bus. Yeah. So the bus driver, you know, sort of dropped everybody off in the stands, and then when Jimmy Kimmel was doing the Lion King thing, yeah. Uh Everyone sort of was looking at the kid being the Lion King, and that gave this bus driver time to get into the back and weave his way in and knock out the guards uh, with knockout gas. He did the thing where he raised his arms up like in the tuxedo, and knockout gas shoots out from his armpits. Yeah, this is P.U. Yeah, P.U. stinky, you know? (laughs) So then the guards are out. He then gets a briefcase with the envelopes. He's able to pick the lock uh, using like a just a toothpick and uh, the key to the lock. <laughs> he sort of jams a toothpick in and then just gets the key halfway in and then has to pull the toothpick <laughs> out to get the key in, turn it, lock, briefcase pops open. He gets the envelope and then he... Uh, gives the envelope to Warren Beatty, who, of course, doesn't recognize him because he beat him so bad his face is different, mm-hmm. and as a little bit of poetic justice. Warren goes out. Warren opens the envelope, immediately realizes what's going on, goes, yeah. oh, I know what happened. This guy I beat He's thinking up, back to his switched. childhood, yeah. yes. He's this is putting somebody it all together in a, that moment. This is somebody I did a big beatty on, and he goes like, and Warren Beatty, people who are a little bit younger, was sort of the Jimmy Kennedy of his time mm-hmm. uh, and was exing people uh, left and right. And he goes, well, 
this is supposed to be revenge on me. Is there someone I can take revenge on who maybe I think needs to be punished? And hopefully it's a woman. Uh, obviously, Warren Beatty has been victim to many yeah. women's webs. Uh, yeah. They're like spiders. Yes. If you saw Enemy, they're like spiders and they want to trap you. And so he finally has them in his trap and he goes ahead and sucks their bug guts right out. Uh, now he's the spider and he gives it to um, uh, Faye Dunwoody. Elaine McLean, Shirley McLean, Elaine, Elaine McLean. whatever, you know. Just fucking who is that? Like, who was he with? Does anybody know? Yes, I don't it know what the, what the story is with that. But he gives her the envelope and is covering with his thumb the part that says that this is wrong. Yeah. And is only showing her part that says the this part is that right. says don't read this one. Yeah. Yeah. And then she read it. And I uh, didn't really see what happened after that. Uh, it was so, pretty late. Let, we try to think of a way to how can it be different and it never happened. And happen do again. fix it, yeah. Yes. And first thing that I And we're not taking I, sides. Remember I called you as this was happening. And phone rings, ring, ring. And you say, hello, Hayes. Mm. And I say, stickers. stickers. And you said exactly the same that I was thinking the exact same thing. Stickers. We need to stickers. be putting stickers that all over these cards that are so big that Warren Beatty's thumb cannot be covering up these stickers. And the stickers, and you, what you're doing is stick them to the presenters the night before. Yeah. So nobody can drive a bus in yeah. as part of a joke. Yeah. And, you know – Get to change out what the envelope, the envelope, anybody could carry one. A mailman could have one. Yeah. But a sticker, you can't move it. And so we say, well, why don't we just make some of these stickers for our show? And they can be using these as the presenter stickers because it's our idea. We'll make stickers popular for a year. Yes. And then next year, when it's time so that people are not resistant to the change, they'll go, yeah. well, everyone's wearing these stickers now that say wolf cool or hot dog go to the bathroom or mm. it's a sticker of a mouse skeleton. And everyone's been wearing these everywhere all over the city and yeah. the world. Yeah. And now it looks cool to have a sticker, doesn't it? Yeah. And some people might be saying, is this an ad? For your Hollywood handbook stickers. That, that you've been pretending to do the show all along, but it was actually an ad? No. Oh, is this opening intro segment a commercial where so there, there was, was a very a- long kind of aimless retelling with no real angle uh, of what happened at the Oscars that just got bailed on and then really Suddenly, awkwardly smashed I'm into in a ad. commercial? There was an ad before the theme song. Mm-hmm. Now this is – Seeming to be an ad, and then there are more ads later. No, the ads say Hollywood Handbook before them. The girl is saying Hollywood Handbook, and then it's the ads. Yeah, she hasn't said that yet. It's not the ads yet. We are just talking about our stickers at store.earwolf.com slash store slash esoterica slash one two one two nine slash Hollywood dash handbook dash decal dash set. 
at Landon Demise designed these stickers as part of trying to help save Hollywood, make stickers popular so that next year the Oscars are safe and you can yeah. watch without being scared like And I did. didn't Harrison Ford the other day almost meet his Landon Demise in the plane? Mm-hmm. And that was viral marketing for six days, seven nights, and we see right through it. Ike is on the show, Hollywood Handbook, on Hollywood Handbook. So, it's me, it's Merrick, Garland, yeah. and, and Swin. Cash, and uh, we're at this big, you know, one of these 7-Up events they're doing all over town. Um, where there's like the boulder wall, and we're doing a little bouldering, you know, and then uh, there's the lab set up where you sort of like... Uh, Set of you know, cook the seven up in like a Bunsen beaker or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Swin's helping Merrick up the wall, mm-hmm. uh, and her fist as she's sort of pushing his buttocks down. Yeah, yeah slides in. Mm-hmm. You know, in a pretty far up, mm-hmm. and uh, and she can't get him off. Yeah. Uh, and he sort of uh, likes it, but doesn't want to look like he likes it. Yeah. Uh, and is so it's a frustrating, you know, it's a hard thing to, it's a face that he's making that yeah. is kind of between two faces. And this happened, or this is a political cartoon? No, okay. this is, no, this is the, this, I'm pitching you a political cartoon. Okay, yes. I'm uh, sorry. And so, uh, how many panels, I know the how seven many panels are these normally? Oh, I think it's usually just one, like one uh, square. Are you sure? Because mm-hmm. there's a whole story now where I get the 7-Up fire hose, and I blast her, him off her fist. Okay. You know, and then he winds up is hitting, that hot and too? he winds up putting because a I hole know, in the American Because I know the whole thing of these events is to advertise 7-Up is supposed to be hot. It is supposed to be served hot. Uh, like, yeah. Like a messaging campaign about that. So it's a hot hose? It's a hot, Yeah. Yeah, no, I hit them with the hot hose. Yeah. And they're also taking the bubbles out, which I think is smart, because they sting your nose like the Dickens. Yeah. And so, I like, it's a really, it's a wise rebranding for them. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I wanted, I blast him off. He puts a hole in the American flag. You know, uh, yeah. it's sort of symbolic of, it's like, a, what is bold, the flag doing anymore? It's a bold anymore? statement, yeah. Yeah, and the hole winds up looking like the spot, the 7-Up spot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thanks, he asked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says make seven up yours great again. I don't know what it means, but Hey, welcome hey, to Hollywood welcome Handbook, an insider's guide man, to kicking hey. butt and dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallway. This industry we call show. Sometimes we talk to <laughs> what up, what up. a movie star. Ama- yes. Amazing. Yes. It's so feels so good and to the, be among our own. And to have a corker of a guest is mm-hmm. so nice for us and for um people listening to the show. Ike Barinholtz is here. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thank you for. Uh, uh, Can we get that sniff again? Okay. <clears throat> Did we Seems get like that? his mic was shut off for the sniff? Did we get that? Do you want to isolate it. it real quick? Uh, thank you for saying Merrick Garland because it could have been a different Merrick. Oh yeah, yeah. John yeah. Merrick. John mm-hmm. Merrick. Merrick Schwartz. Yeah. Uh, and from inside Schwartz. Uh, <laughs> I I uh, I did two episodes of Inside Schwartz. Okay, what uh, were, what what fouls were being called on you in that episode? Uh, I was uh, ag- aggressively uh, trying to exit the friend zone. Ooh, <laughs> and then I was uh, uh, I... unnecessary act breaking. 
Oh, wow. Oh, no. So you tried to do an oh, ag break. On the show, you sort of took a take right down the barrel. One was the referee right came the out. Well, the referee, the referee on the character on the show gave me a ticket for the first one, a card for the first one. But then, like the show actually had a referee on set that would, like, if you try to break one of the norms of TV, they would give you a card. Oh, so okay. there's a producer also in a referee uniform. Yeah, yeah. It, he was, um, he was one of the uh, Friends writers. Whoa. Oh, wow! One of the guys who got sued. named in the yeah. lawsuit. Yeah, he was the guy that he um, was. He was pitching a sea story for Ross, and he um, drew a picture of David Schwimmer on his dick and made the writer's assistant uh, shake hands with Schwimmer. So when you hear in Hollywood, like, oh, yeah, she shook hands with the We swim. should be allowed to do this. Supreme Court said we are allowed to do that. We're creative, you know. You can't put limits on that stuff. As long as it the, you can say anything you want. At the, you could be like, I'm going to f- – fucking kill you and your fucking kids and at their funeral I'm going to jerk off in the corpses. Writer's room. If you say writer's room at the very end. You're a yeah. writer. You're it's in like the calling, room. It's like it's calling doorknob. It's like calling doorknob or safety. <laughs> safety. Right. It's like calling safety. Yeah. Do you know Trump says safety when he farts? Yeah, that's an safety. interesting thing. Ike, can I say? Can I say? Congrats on the Oscar. Thank you, guys. Really big, um, like, really cool to see you there. It was uh, it was a great night. Uh, I started hair and makeup at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I hadn't eaten any solid food in six weeks. Mm-hmm. And who needs it? Uh, I, the whole time I was periscoping for Smirnov, Smirnov's new pina colada beer. Oh, I was wow. periscoping for them. I was kind of sponsored by them. They sent a like a beautiful like Subaru Outback to kind of drive me around all night. Yeah, um, that comes in two liters now. Am I right? It does. That? Yeah, yeah. It, only in two liters. And I got there, and it's so funny because it was just last year. I was one of those people outside the Kodak with glossies. And and sharpies, you know, screaming. It's been a meteoric to sell them. I what my what I like to do is my little Hollywood trick is I just get blank glossies. Yeah, and I just walk up to people that are attractive and ask them to sign it. And then Mm -hmm. one day, if I ever see them somewhere, I'll print their photo out and I'll be like, "Fucking got them." So I have my apartment on Yucca. When you walk in, it's all just. Fucking wall to wall glossies signed by mm-hmm. these random names, just so. waiting to just be waiting. turned into cash. It's like a lot. My apartment's like La La Land. Yucca uh, is really nice. It's really coming up. Yucca, the Yucca Renaissance is in full effect. Yucca, they're saying in five years will be the next Wilton. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's honestly on that path. Is, they just opened. Oh god, it's so good. They just like two days ago. They just opened a. It's a brand new. Um, Liquor store, uh, methadone clinic. Oh wow! So you can walk in, get your fake heroin, buy like a you know a little liter of uh, you know Irish whiskey, and then you can just go slay in front of the store. Michelob and methadone. Eminem. That's how I do it. Yeah, and and they finally shut down the Jollibee there. They did. They shut down the Jollibee, um, but there's 17 more in Koreatown, so you could go there. Jollibee's good because there's so many days where I'm like, do I want, do I want like, like children's ju- spaghetti? Yeah, um, a juicy yum burger, a juicy yum burger, 
or like like pizza that looks like you got it at like the Columbus Science Museum's cafeteria, like right before closing. Like like, do you guys have any pizza left? Oh man, we're closed. Fuck, my kid's hungry. Hold on, hold on. There you go. That's Jollibee. That's yeah. the new commercial. Finally, we don't have to pick. <laughs> Ike, we talk about movie star, right? Uh huh. Please, Ike's in the movies. We want to talk about some of your most famous roles. I'm in the pictures. 2008. Let's take us back to 2008. Big year. Uh, just had finished uh, a West Coast swing campaigning for Palin. Uh huh. And uh, came back. Just Palin to be president. Be president. Alone. Mm-hmm. Be president. Yes. Um, Get that guy out of the way. Yeah, yeah. And then I came back to Holly Lawood. Mm-hmm. And uh, my agent called. Um, that's uh, walk me through that. So I get home and I see what is that like? What is that like when an agent calls? This is my older agent. God bless him. Uh, he he's not even in the business anymore. He killed he killed his neighbor, and he is in Sing Sing. Uh, it was great though. He called me and he at the time had a pager, mm. so it was his page number. So I called him and then two thousand eight, two thousand eight, and then mm-hmm. I knew once you paged him, it was just it was about eight eight or nine minutes till he would run across the one hundred one to the payphone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he called me back and he was like, "Oh, oh uh, Isaac, I got a good, I got a good picture." They got a good picture for you to star in. And I was like, oh, okay, what well, talk talk to me. Give me the deets. And he goes, it's a parody. It's a parody film. And I said, I love them. I love parody films. I love Airplane. I love Airplane 2. Mm. And he goes, this is just like that. He was very ill the entire time I yeah. dealt with him. Well, and that's very kind of you to, you know, uh, to let him help you in that way and that you knew right away. Like, you're so savvy because I hear parody film. I think Polly with Jay Moore and Buddy Hackett. And I, and I go, that's, well, they've already made One that. of the most parody movies. Yeah, is, that's man. the parody. Yeah, that's the parodyist. Um, but you knew right away. Oh, okay. Airplane. Airplane. Some airplane of these other the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot shots. Hot shots. Part two. Part two. Yeah. And uh, before I knew it, I was I was so uh, whisked away. Uh, <clears throat> just a couple short bus rides to mm. a little casting office on the Brea. Oh my! And I met two hundred uh, South. To, uh, it was it was now it's a lamp store. Uh, 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 then it was still it was, it was still a lamp yeah, plus, right. but they would sometimes they would have meetings in the back. And I met the directors and I fell in love with the project. And before I knew it, I was on my way to New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh oh, <laughs> the Nola baby. Yeah. And this was <laughs> not that long post Katrina. This was, the, I think it was the day Katrina started. During, was yeah. was when we got there. During. Um, I remember we were shooting and I was like. Able to steal some good shots that way. Yeah, we got some great B-roll. And I remember thinking like, I'd love to knock this scene out. And they were like, like a levy just broke. Get out. Mm-hmm. Get to high ground. And we did. Um, and, you know, we shut down production for about two years. But. We made a commitment to making this film, and you know, the minute um, <clears throat> New Orleans was back, you know, we had a big 
ribbon cutting ceremony. Ray Nagin came down and cut the ribbon. What better way to celebrate the rebirth of the cultural capital of America's America's greatest city, arguably, besides New York City? Than with a ribbon cutting for Meet the Spartans. Yes. Is that what the movie was? That was Meet the Spartans, yes. Mm. Um, Which, of course, was a uh, parody of um, what I thought was Meet the Parents. Yeah, sure. (laughs) It does sound like. From the title, that you would it's think based it is Meet the Parents or even Meet the Fockers. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No, no, this was a parody of the film Three Zero Zero. Ah! Did you play one character in this movie? Well, I kind of, uh, I kind of went around the world. Yeah, I, I did a real assortment. Um, at the time, I was oh, probably the fourth or fifth biggest star on Mad TV. Um, which was at the time, um, you know, Saturday Night Live's disabled cousin. And I was a lot of heat off that show, I had a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. And a lot of offers. And this one just stuck to me because it allowed me to do what I do best, which you were, was imitate you, Dane Cook. Oh, okay. Who I was, was sizzling at the time. Yeah. I love that character of yours. You were Miss Swan as well? I did Miss Swan on Mad TV. I did uh, Cosby. Uh, Cosby. I did mm. James Brown. I did Stuart. Uh, oh God, we did this. We did this character. Oh, man, I did um, Fat Black Mammy was this character that I did, and she oh, was wow. just this, that's, this, that's this incredibly greedy uh, older African American woman, very greedy and petty, and always smoking cigarettes and hitting her grandchildren. And I did that, and I won uh, a NAACP Image Award for that <laughs> in May 2005. Um, but yeah, I was a big part of that show. So much range. Yeah, a lot of range. A lot of range, a lot of range. Good. And that takes yeah. us to Disaster Movie, also in 2008. Well, much like uh, De Niro and Scorsese after Mean Streets, mm. mm-hmm. myself and the creators, who are, are truly wonderful men, they said, we need – our big problem with the last movie was that there wasn't you doing enough imitations. Mm-hmm. So we really stepped it up for uh, yeah. Disaster Movie. We went from just Dane Cook – and maybe one other person too. I mean, we did. Yeah, we did Hellboy. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Is, and that was funny because it was the fourth time I had imitated a Ron Perlman character. I had oh, done I Beast. Like... I had done Hellboy. I had done his character in Pacific Rim. Uh huh. At yeah. that time. At that time. Yeah. Pre Pacific Rim, but you'd seen knew, the dailies. I knew what he was going to do. I knew yeah. What he was do. I know that guy like the back of my hand. And one other one. Uh, and, yeah, uh, a- Anton Chigger from No Country for Old Men. Wow. Batman. I, when, you know, there's the list of people who played Batman in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It goes as follows in terms of how they, how well they stuck the landing. Mm-hmm. Number one, Val Kilmer. Number two, me. Number three, Adam West. Number four, Clunes. Number five, Affleck. Number six, Clunes. Again. Number seven, Keaton. And I do not acknowledge Christian Bale, what he did to that character, because it sucked. 
He's not being bad. We're just recovering not, from that yeah. now. We're finally starting to pull out of the, the way skid. he brought way too much integrity to the role. I found mm-hmm. and made it very. Batman's uh, supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be Batman's supposed to be funny, funny for kids. Light. He's supposed to say funny things. Yeah. The dark origin of him is a cover. He's really he's like a comedian, and I thought mm-hmm. Christian Bale completely missed. Them. Well, that's what's so funny is like the Joker, who's like his rival. Is actually not funny. Batman's the funny one. Batman's the funny one. The Joker is 100% twisted, messed up, just like completely off the right. It's about as sick as it gets. It's about as sick as it gets. Yeah, that for me, no thank you. Not the kind of story I want to hear. I would like to see a Batman movie where he's not fighting anyone. And he's, he's just, just cutting and, up. Yeah, where it's just him hanging out with his in friends. class. Just fucking I around. I almost want to see, instead of Pete Holmes on Crashing Batman. Please don't I think that would be interesting. Crashing. <laughs> I love to talk about Hollywood, but These the hypotheticals idea of, of, it, of it being anyone else. Is that, cool. to me, is out of bounds. You know, uh, because I do, I really, yeah, I, um, I I always say, like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting, like, this person was up for this role, this person was up for that, and think, like, wouldn't that be different? But yeah. to even picture changing Pete Holmes, who's perfectly cast as 20-year-old Pete Holmes, I mean, that, to me, is sacrilege. I always thought that it would have been more interesting if... Um, in Schindler's List, Amon Goethe, instead of Ray Fiennes, if it was Kevin Dillon. <laughs> I thought that would be a good one. Holy shit, bro. Fucking killed a girl in a red dress. I could see that really working. That could happen. It would be good. It'd be interesting. We'd be talking about it. The, you know, Hollywood doesn't we, we talk about risks. these experiments and these risks. The thing about those movies, these movies that you do, I watch all other movies. Mm-hmm. And they don't have any of my favorite characters in them. Mm-mm. They just have the characters that are in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then I watch a different feels, movie and it's it different It literally characters. feels like half the movies made now only feature the characters from that movie. Mm-hmm. And they're not finding any opportunities to have Spider-Man show up. For the Green Lantern to come and break dance with Slimer. It is. You're missing you know, a cause they're both green. Yeah. opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, More mashups. Like, DJs Please. figured it out. They're like, I'm going to take, like, Kid Rock, the greatest song of all time is All Summer Long by Kid Rock. Because mm-hmm. he was, like, smart. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take uh, Werewolves of London and Sweet Home Alabama and just mm-hmm. mash them up. And smish them. Smish them. It's, it's, it's three not songs. Just a, it's not called a jelly sandwich. <laughs> Other I mean? songs are just one song. That song's three. Give me three songs any day. It's just more. It's just That's more. another it's Littered Skitter song. It's Give me three more. songs. Give me three songs. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. bigger and better. Big guys, guys, I'll tell you this. Bigger is the new better. So we did our own one of these. Yeah. You, we, guys, you guys wrote one? We, we did a spoof. Oh we scoured God. the market and we said, what's hot right now, which is always the way to approach it. And we <laughs> said, well, it seems like lately, just the past 10 years or so, there's all these teacher fight movies. Teacher fight movies. You know, there's um, – and I, there's even one now called Fist Fight. Yeah. Sure. But they just won't stop making these. Mm-hmm. And so can we come up with our version that uses the best stuff from, you know, six or seven of these teacher fight mm-hmm. movies – uh, but also is using some stuff from some other movies. I mean, it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's just this is a classic skewering. 
We know we don't look. We're not here to make fun of any of these movies. No, it's, we're not going. We're after just here to it. show them. Absolutely, I want to make fun of them. Just to present yeah. these characters. Yes, yes, yes. It's a container. Yes. These movies are just containers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your guys' teacher fight movie called? Teacher fight movie. Teacher fight yeah. Movie. Got it. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, okay. It's just better. it's better. Don't make them guess. Teacher fight movie. Can we one. read this? Can we read it? Oh God! Can we oh, hand man. these out? You put me on the spot. Can we read Teacher Fight Movie ah, One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. You're highlighted here. Sure. Okay. I'm Do in. you see the highlights? Yeah. Your stuff. It's a lot of characters, guys. Bella Thorne. I'm gonna play Bella Thorne. All right, I'll try. Sure. Yeah, okay. she is a character. We think you got the goods. Yep, Bella yeah. Thorne's in sure. there. I love and it. Some actors and some some characters. characters. Got it. Got some it. actors, some characters, and Grace. some of the members of Fallout Boy. Oh, I do. I can actually do Pete Wentz. Oh, okay. Great. This is going to be great. I'll do Stumpf. Who will you, who will you do? Uh, oh, well, I'm going to do Gump. If you remember the president of the United oh, States right. of America, yes. I had a song called Lump, and then Weird Al made it Gump. You're playing. So I'm playing. That, that's our matchup specifically. Is the lead singer of Gump. Fall Out Boy, but it's Forrest Gump, right. and his name is Patrick Gump. There's a lot of Weird Al stuff. I see him also playing the Florence Henderson part in the Amish Paradise. She doesn't even say anything, but I, I got it. Okay, I'll try to try to. Try yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Good. Let's, Let's get, get in. I'll do Let's stage. Go. I'll do stage directions. Great, great, great. Cody, are we from a sound perspective? Where are we at? Yeah, we got to get this right, buddy. We're at nominal. <clears throat> okay. Great. Nominal. Nominal. Okay. Nominal. Okay. Nominal. Uh, interior. Uh huh. Star Wars High School. Bella Thorne struts her stuff down the hallway. Hey, nerds, eat my shit. <laughs> oh, you got it, Mr. Bixby. I'm going to turn in my test tomorrow. Kelly, tonight's tonight. I'm going to let Mark eat my butt. Oh, gross. Here comes Mitchell Whitaker. Ew, he's in a wheelchair. Stimpy comes up in a letterman jacket. Hey, Bella. I'm gonna eat my litter box. Chomp, 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 chomp. Oh, Uh It's time for class. They go to the class with teacher Wreck-It Ralph. Hello, everybody. Today's lesson is all about prom. The first prom took place in 2200 BC. Patrick Gump raises his hand. Stupid is as chocolate does. Oh, God. Patrick shit his pants again. He's disgusting. I hate him. Patrick, stand up and pull your pants down. Life is like a pants of chocolate. Oh, gross. Oh, he's so fucking gross. Remember, if you don't ask your person to prom by the end of today, you go to prom jail. The other teacher comes in. It's friggin' Snape. You little troublesome students. I've got to get this class in order. Who wants to go to prom jail? Snippity-dookadogs. 
the um, the members of Good Charlotte are here as well, and they signed off on us using this song, and so they don't. We don't get in trouble for using the song for so long when we're only supposed to use 15 seconds. Hey, Mr. Snape, check out my new fucking tattoo. It's a picture of my brother's face on my back. I got drumsticks tattooed on my arms, but I'm the one who plays a guitar. We are so twisted! That's bad. So this is great. This is starting off good. We're setting up some different areas of conflict here because mm-hmm. we do eventually need to get to a teacher fight. Prom, prom jail is interesting. The movie almost, I wish it was almost called prom, prom jail. Prom jail. Unfortunately, it is called teacher fight movie teacher one. Fight movie mm-hmm. one. Right. So we do. So I'm, I, I don't know if we've, I, I'm guessing Wreck-It Ralph is the first teacher. I'm guessing we haven't met the second teacher yet. Maybe. Uh, it could yes. be. I mean, Snape. Snape. Snape's it could be one of the teachers. Okay. So it's, but Snape. we don't, that's not necessarily the teacher who's going to fight Wreck-It I Ralph. I thought Snape was going to be the guy who's like monitoring the fight. And like, he's the guy. And I bet you, I, I thought in the sense. next scene we were going to meet the teacher who uh, Wreck-It Ralph fights. Uh, yeah. We could uh, definitely. Maybe. Not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Meet that teacher there. Um, which is there another scene that you want to skip because we can't do the whole thing? Is there a scene that you? Oh, just like one, like just to cherry pick one of the stronger scenes for us to talk about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, I guess just the funeral. Uh, I mean, like the there's a baby's funeral in it, and uh, I think that that could be pretty strong. It happens like on the um, uh, on the football field, fifty yard line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bury a baby who got like hurt really bad in the teacher fight and they're pretty sure it's going to die so they just want to get it buried got it so we are skipping the teacher fight we're, yeah the, the teacher fight's the end of the first it's act. mostly action lines anyway yeah. like I just don't think I think it's cool too that the movie really doesn't focus on the teacher fight and deals with the kind of fallout the aftermath of like oh, yeah. unfortunately these teacher fights in real life you were having a teacher fight a yeah. baby would end up getting probably punched Pro- probably and maybe probably killed. would die probably would die um, yeah the scene is heartbreaking uh, okay, well let's um, let's get into it. We'll probably meet the other teacher who's in the fight here. I'm guessing, right? Uh, I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've taken a look at this, but let's um, let's read it. Fifty yard line of the football field, exterior. The the king's speech is there. He's trying to give the. Eulogy. Gathered here on this soccer pitch. Doug from the hangover, Justin Bartha's character. Uh, uh, chimes in. What do I even sound like? You. <laughs> Bloody well. <laughs> hey, oh, wait. But the baby comes out of the ground, and it's a vampire, but Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter is here. Four score and seven necks ago, our forefathers had a teacher fight. Bats fly out of his mouth, it says. That's cool. 
That is cool. Now, do you think it's good that we had the vampire hunter sort of be, be a, a vampire? vampire. <laughs> like, I guess it's sort of a blade type scenario for him where he's got bats coming out of his mouth and that makes him hate the vampire baby. Uh, that was a good scene. I just want to say, every once in a while you read a scene, you're like, this is why I'm in this business. Yeah, no notes. No notes on this one. Good to shoot. It's wow. a shoot to cut. Wow, man, that's crazy. The King's Speech. <laughs> the King's Speech doing the eulogy was really it's a good. It's a good use of, of him, it's I good, feel like. I think. It's Because his whole thing is giving speeches. It's a kind of speech. We it's didn't mention, but that's like funny. the artist is also there. But like, yeah. you just can't, can't hear, can't hear, you hear can't him. But hear he's him. doing like, incredibly talented stuff. Yeah. And dances mm-hmm. and stuff. There's a dog or Unreal. something. I don't really remember. What happens with that movie? Legendary, too much. yeah. The dog catches fire. Uh, what What else should we cover? Um, oh, just in terms of the teacher fight movie. I mean, I guess the scene that you really want to see is just them trying to figure out how the fancy coffee machine works in the teacher's lounge. This is a scene that I feel like is very um, relatable. Well, everyone's con- been in that. Yeah. Everyone has been Whether in Whether you're a teacher. Or you're in a teacher's lounge. The coffee machine is there. It's if you're a principal. If you're, a, if you're yeah. a, a, an administrator or a nurse. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> if you're a janitor, groundskeeper. Yeah. Custodian. The coach. Yeah, coach or like an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're like, I don't know, I don't know, like a. Like a like a foreign exchange teacher or something. Okay. I don't know. Right when they bring the foreign exchange student, they have to have the foreign exchange teacher come superintendent to. visiting the school. Superintendent, superintendent coming to visit the school. Superintendent. Local politician Betsy DeVos. There's so many times where people have walked into a teacher's lounge and seen this. Somebody, even you could be somebody who got in a car accident near the school. Yeah, yeah and, and then need to use need the a phone. Drink. Yeah, yeah. They brought them in to yeah. recover, and they were like, "I, I don't know, worry about the coffee." What I really need is a coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. But so, what if it were characters from movies? Is sort of the concept well, behind no, this that's scene. That's why I uh-huh. think this yeah. is so yeah. memorable. Yeah. So let's get into this teachers' lounge inside. The sound of a coffee machine breaking. And Hathaway from Love and Other Drugs. Is is there? Coffee gets hotter. Ah! And she was naked, like in the movie. Ah, my tits! Ah, I burned my tits. Boy, those are some sweater puppies. I'm Oscar the Grouch. Ah, uh, Oscar, that's just harassment. You're making this not a good workplace to work in. Fuck you. The dictator comes in. He's dressed as a coffee machine repairman. Hello! Did someone say the coffee's broken? Uh-oh! Look at my bar sack! Blah, 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 blah. The hangover tiger uh, comes in. He's here. No, sorry. We already did the hangover. It's the life of pie tiger. <laughs> They're great! Right? Think about it. No, but uh, I'm in your mind. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess so, Tiger. Hey, guys. I really could use a cup of coffee. I, I had a really rough night last night. Found out whole family blew up. Whole family, extended family, everyone. They blew up, and I'm having a rough day. And all I need is a cup of joe. And that was uh, Colin Farrell's character from Total Recall, the remake. 
Todd. Guys, we gotta run this story in the school paper about all the teachers is molesting the students. It's time to run it now. From Spotlight. <laughs> I'm a freaking teacher in charge of doing the school paper, and uh, I'm gonna really fight another teacher if we don't run this story now. Oh, and I'm that uh, that one priest from Spotlight. No, no, it's okay. I was molested. You don't understand. I was molested when I was a boy. What is that? Why would? What does that mean? Like, no, it's okay. What I, does that make I, okay? I was molested. What? How? What's okay because of that? No, no, you don't understand. I myself was molested. Yeah, but oh. Time I guess for I agree. Another teacher fight. Seems like here comes the boom should be here. <laughs> boom! Did someone call my name? <laughs> Fuck you! That's that's great. I am so glad that we you really captured what we were trying to capture in that scene, which is it is okay because the guy was molested himself. That's so weird. All these movies have a message. Scene. I feel like Disaster Movie had a similar thing. It did. Uh, what was Free love. Yes. Uh, the, the the message for Disaster Movie. There was, was a Shivo element there, I know. Well, at Shivo the time, should still at, be at, alive. At the time, it was, it, Shiva was the hottest story. And if you really watch the movie, you can see that what the filmmakers, I believe, are trying to say is that um, only, only God can... Yeah. End of life. Yeah. It's not the job of uh, of, a, of a state. The title card at the end is she was looking at that balloon. <laughs> the, the the kind of um, the last thing, like when they're putting up like the film code is like, uh, oh, yeah, if uh, she was uh, so dead, how come she was drooling? And Which you just <laughs> fucking weird. But I, but I'm glad that they made, said what they had to say. Yeah, I mean, hearts and minds was powerful for me. Yeah, and so your job as an artist. I mean, as somebody who didn't get a lot out of traditional school, I look to the theater to be where I get my lessons. Yes, Um, I was raised in a theater as well. Yeah, yeah. Both Mm -hmm. my parents were um, junior improv coaches. Ah. They were improv coaches. Junior improv coaches. They were they would coach like students, mm. student classes, mm. not really like performance classes. But they yeah. were, that's where they had me. That's where I I didn't leave uh, my improv theater until I was like sixteen. I a lot of kids running up. around there because it is a fuck fest. They'll just say it's it. a fuck fest. It's a fuck fest. Yeah, and you know every which way, every hole's filled. By yeah. and you end up being other. raised by just so many parents at once. So want. many alcoholic parents who think they're funny, mm-hmm. and you know it's uh, I, I, you know there were times where I really wish I had a conventional upbringing, mm-hmm. um, but most days I'm just I look back. At those times where I would, you know, watch some obese nerd do coke, uh, and I, uh, those are really, I think that's kind of why I'm here now. Mm-hmm. Now, I uh, do we want to do the post credit blooper reel? Oh my gosh, uh, yes. You know, obviously that's something that you have to put a lot of time into, like what characters are going to flub their lines mm-hmm. and who's going to yeah. crack up. At we what rehearsed happens. the blooper reel for a month. Mm-hmm. It was almost just like we yeah. wanted to get it right. We knew it, it's it, one thing about this blooper reel; it's a wonder. It's all in one take. Uh, yes. Most yeah. blooper reels are kind of broken yeah, up. Yeah, they're cutting around. <laughs> they're cutting around. And this was like, 
like our the directors looked at this and they're like, we want our blooper reel to be like like um, it's like the snake eyes. Oh yeah, I was like, going to say the children of men. That yeah, one children long of men. Yeah, or 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 shot. gravity. Um, we wanted it to have that kind of magnitude, so it's 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 it is a wonder, and uh, you you had to be really sure to not fuck up, fucking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's got every mistake has to be just right. It has to be just right because yeah. the audience the audience was melophony, and we knew that we knew that if we screwed this up, they would never forgive us. Uh, so let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Let me finish this ad for Logan. Real quick. Oh, no, play, uh, yeah, play it. I will be seeing that. Rated R. Rated R. Okay, it's the blooper time. Interior bloopers. The Dude Perfect guys are hanging out. Dude. The, the trick shot guys uh, who are in the Ruffles commercials. What up? They have to screw up somehow. What? The, the frisbee fell. Uh, what do we do now? Uh, uh, I guess we should hang ourselves. <laughs> uh, all right, extreme hanging. Whoa! The Fetty Wap comes in. What's up, What's up, player? What's up? I see y'all got here. You all got fucking fucking school fight, teacher fight, teacher fight, school fight. The trap dog, trap dog came in. And they all said teacher fight to, to break it. It's me, Birdman. <laughs> what up? Live bro? theater's still relevant. Yo, man, live theater. And only a movie can prove it. Live theater can fucking suck these nuts. Fuck you, live theater. Fuck it, you. Fetty better not. Live theater. <laughs> If he likes TV. Now I'm Man, all mad. I like is TV, man. I'm binge-watching Mozart in the fucking jungle. Shit. That show fucking rocks. Superhero movies aren't good. Live theater's good. The director breaks in. We're using that. <laughs> Cut. We're using that. No, don't. Come on. Yo, no. man. Yo, no, no. I thought this was a blooper reel, man. Oh no, I'm gonna be embarrassed when that's on. <laughs> no. This is not why I went to Yale Drama School. Good blooper reel. That's yeah, really good. Yeah. It was weird with the exception of the two bros dying. Yeah. It wasn't really any bloopers yeah. almost. It, yeah. They went a different way. It was like an argument. Real. Yeah. Was it an argument between Fetty Wap and Birdman? Fetty yeah. Wap talks about how it's a blooper reel a lot, which yeah. I guess is kind of a blooper itself because it's supposed to be like a staged blooper reel. Yeah. But maybe that's what makes it such a big blooper. Mm-hmm. Fetty Wap was like 14 when that uh, movie was yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. Uh, the blooper reel, that was great, guys. It was. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Teacher fight. The Teacher movie. fight. Teacher fight the movie. One. What's happening, Ike? What are you doing? What, yeah, where are we going now? For, Ike, I'm on board. I'm on the train. What's the next stop? Because uh, we are know. rooting for you, Ike. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, guys. I am <clears throat> I am uh, writing, trying to write uh, the sequel to the film Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, Congrats on the Oscar. By thank you. Thank you, Chris, Alessandro, my boys. Um, I. How long did you spend on the chair for that? 
Mm. Uh, for me, um, let me see. My, my pickup from the hotel was 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And Porto I'm to Porto? Porto to Porto. And then I'm in the chair. I leave my hotel at 1 a.m. I'm in the makeup chair by 5.30 because I was staying about four and a half hours away <laughs> from mm-hmm. set. And then, uh, yeah, about another seven or eight hours in the chair. Mm-hmm. And then I would get to set. And then they were like, we're not shooting you today. So I would start to turn around, yeah. go home, about four hours in the chair to get the makeup off, four-hour drive. So it's really one whole day. Um, yeah, but, but I, honestly, I, you I were – the, the effect was you were the jail policeman. I was. That no. was – they. You, you know, became the jail police. I thought – I remember leaving the theater, and I turned to Hayes, and I thought – I said, I thought Ike was supposed to be in that movie. Yeah, where's sure. Ike? He disappeared yeah. in that one. Mm-hmm. I thought Ike was going to be in this. No. Was, yeah. It was a very, listen, it was one of my, kind of one of my more freaky creations. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Will we be seeing him again in well, Two Aside Squad? The, the, the Two Aside Squad. The thought of my story kind of follows him. And I kind of thought, like, I liked the movie a lot, but I kind of thought that Harley Quinn and Deadshot, um, I thought those characters kind of lost, made the movie lose focus. Mm, yeah. So mm. my kind of pitch, which I have not pitched to David Ayer or Warners or DC or anyone really, but mine is to really focus on my character, kind of his day-to-day life. Um, this kind of cold openness I wrote is it is seriously twisted. It's like um, it starts at like a uh, oh god like a Sam's Club, mm, and it's uh, me and my wife at Sam's Club looking for deals. We're looking for deals. We got there early on a Saturday. We're there. I see this new lawnmower. Mm-hmm. My wife is arguing me. She's like, "The lawnmower we have is fine." I'm like, "It's not fine." The blade got nicked yeah. just last week. Shut shut the fuck up. Um, you know, she tells me she fucking pulls out our Wells Fargo app and she's like, look how much is in checking. Yeah. Look how much we have in checking. Mm-hmm. Subtract that. Subtract that mower and tell me how much is left. So then I break out my phone and I pull out my calculator. Doing I'm going to do numbers, my calc yeah. numbers real quick. And I crunch numbers and I'm like, so there's enough opening. that's it's freaky. It's about to get freakier. I do a quick price compare mm. and I see that at Best Buy – Better deal. Fucking on the other side of town. Uh, better deal. But yeah. the gas going money. going big into lawnmowers. Matt. The gas money, this is the thing. My wife says to me, you stupid fucking asshole. <laughs> what about the gas money? Yeah. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Shut up with the gas fucking money. And we get in the car. We drive all the way down there. We get to the fucking Best Buy. Yeah. It's closed. Well, wow. oh, and she no. wonders why your character is taking such an interest in this when she's the one who mows the lawn. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't. Yeah, she. But, yeah, she's like, this is me. It's my fucking life we're talking about. Right. But you know, the blade got nicked up because you inspect the blade every I week, and you go, you must have hit a turtle or something. I, I literally every Saturday I wake up and I and I take the photos from last week's and I look at it and I go one centimeter off. The Best Buy was closed for an employee's birthday. Yeah. Oh, no. I, so I, that's like, that's just like the first 30 to 35 pages. Yeah. Kind of. And I think from there we do kind of get back into kind of the bad guy, the conventional bad guy. And there's a couple sure. kids. Is there, yeah. Is no, there anything? A, yeah. I, I remember in an early draft something about once we're done uh, getting this lawnmower, I'm going to go home and mow your lawn. Yeah. Yeah. My character, he says all kinds of like. Yeah. 
kind of messed up sex What's stuff. What's that mean? Stuff you could take both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah like double entendres. Like mm. I said to her, I was like, uh, oh, I have this best double entendre. Later, there's another scene later when we're at uh, like a Kroger. Mm, okay. And I see this huge, you guys, you don't even understand how big, in my mind, in the script, it's like this cucumber and it's so big. And I'm walking my wife and I look at her and I go, why don't you shove this up your pussy? And she's like, <laughs> oh, she's yes. like, that is not cool that you said that. And then the, the next five pages is us fighting in this Kroger. And then the manager comes over and he's like, get, get out of here. Bye. I'm a horny girl wolf. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Colin Anderson, and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Ow. That was a HeadGum Podcast.